Today's episode of Tyus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Tate haters are absolutely oh. disgusted. It oh. is a terrible All the day. haters. Not even All just the haters. not yeah. even not even the taters, you know? <laughs> All the haters. Tate Stradamus <laughs> back at it again in conjunction with Crystal Balls. Yes. Together. Amani Bates <laughs> is officially going to Memphis, we think. Uh-huh. Uh did he actually announce it? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it, I think it was announced because he had an email address, and then I think the uh, the internet they all right. came together and they said this guy is at Memphis, and then he said, but yes, wasn't I he? Am at he Memphis. was originally going to announce Friday. Friday, yes. yeah, and then it kind of got like no, and then, and then Shams broke the news. Broke the news after you. That, broke the that news. was already broken two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and I will say, from mo- moving forward, when someone tells me something that I know there's no way they could be lying to me, I'm going to report it like chest but out. How do you? How I'm going to report it chest out. Here's a question. Here's here's a problem we're running into as a show. How do you provide a scoop? Like, do you, is it like a transfer mm. portal that you have to like go to the transfer portal <laughs> and submit the info? You have to fax the information yeah. into a, a. Well, see, I don't want to be a scoops guy because online. then I don't get the scoops. You know what I mean? It's like a, a it's a conundrum point. because once you're the scoops guy, people are like, I can't tell him anything. Once, He's going to scoop it. Once you want it, they don't give it to you. Exactly. But if you don't want it. Yes. They give it this to you. This is my dating you. life. That's <laughs> how I treat it. Uh, Amani Bates is going to Memphis. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Memphis basketball is back. This time we mean it, folks. Mm. Um, Penny Hardaway is they, they've won the offseason. They've officially 100 percent officially won the offseason. Yes. Apologies to uh, UCLA, Gonzaga, Michigan. And had we others. not called them out and said that he had to be enrolled in classes by yeah. this date, I don't think it happens. Right would, he, now. would he be committed? We don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. <laughs> uh, so we're going to we're going to talk about a money base uh, and we're not going to do it alone. We have Chris Vernon coming on the show. Wow. Our, our friend from the ringer. He's still there. We're, we're uh, we, we, we don't hold him. We don't hold that against him. But, uh, <laughs> we used to work with him at the Ringer. Uh, he does he does the show with uh, with KOC, and he's he's a Memphis guy through and through. So we had yeah. him on the show to to chop it up with us, talk about Omani and all things Memphis basketball. Yes. A ton of fun. Yes, one of one of the most fun interviews I think we've ever. The done. best of times. I produced uh, Chris Vernon once upon a time. Jim Cunningham produced. That's right. uh, Chris Vernon once upon a time. I so. have been in a room with You've Chris been, Vernon. You played like, Top Golf with Chris <laughs> Vernon. Actually, you did it because it rained, it. but we almost played but Top I've, Golf. You know, I've <laughs> been out with Chris Vernon, which is like a lot of work in <laughs> in some ways. Uh, so Verno joined us. Uh, a very Imani Bates heavy show. We got some other stuff to hit. Like maybe we'll talk to the Brad Alliance. Calipari. I think we Brad have to Calipari. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we might save that for shoutouts and closeouts, but the uh, the meat and potatoes of this show, folks, the Imani Bates saga mm. might be over, but we all know it's not. But this is the latest <laughs> chapter coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. The timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All 
All right, Tate. I'll uh, I'll just like defer to you. I mean, like this is another mm. another uh, Tate special. Like, what what what's going on here? You you kind of touched on it at the at the top there that you don't want to be a scoops guy, but I'm not a scoops you're, guy. You're also providing a lot of scoops. I mean, all jokes aside, <laughs> you have had the two biggest scoops maybe in this off season. No, I want my first Duffy. I think uh, <laughs> you know as I've been thinking about it, I've never won a Duffy. I am a journalist. We have an award. That's right. Excellence in journalism. That's right. And every single year, I get snubbed by the academy right in my face. They're like, "This is not a journalist." He has done no uh, journalism this entire year. He's just bullshitting. The and our entire listeners, time. I think it's easy for them to forget because yes. uh, we we don't necessarily give off a certain vibe. But like, you <laughs> are the journalist in the operation. I do not have a journalism degree, and you do. Yeah, yeah. I it's just the only to say thing that. that I have in the background. Like, this is real. This is serious. This yes. is real to us. It's still real to us. Damn it. <laughs> And, you know, over the past few months, you know, people have been, you know, telling me things that are high level, you know, mm -hmm. and I they think that, look, this guy's going on the air. He's just joking around. No one will believe I'm the mm -hmm. boy who cried wolf. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I'm usually on this show talking and people say, no way. Can't be true. Yep. No way. Coach K would have a farewell tour. Bang. It happens. Yep. No way. Imani Bates, who has preached loyalty to Michigan State yep. and to Tom Izzo. There's no way that he would go to Memphis. In that, the 12th hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what he did, folks? I'm not saying anything other than I got to put my chest out. Yeah. I have to report these scoops as a as a full-on journalist. But then also I don't want to do that. But you so. want to, yeah, you, you got you to gotta use this. You got to be smart about this because you don't want to dilute the product. You yes. don't want to like be, be thrown out. I could out. be done. Because yeah. when I did Coach K, I will say, I was going to ride that for the rest of my career. <laughs> that was it. That was one. I was one and done. That was the big <laughs> scoop, and I'm out. And then Amani Bates fell into my lap. Yeah. And so I had to report that. And now I don't know what's next. Well, it, in the words of Drake, what is next? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Drake's future stepson. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, think, I think the next overtime commit could be coming yeah, to me, God, and that could be go. what's next. Uh, the the reason we're not spending a lot of time talking, uh, we're, we're not starting the show talking about Amani. We're talking about Tate is because if you do listen to the show. You know yeah. that this wasn't a surprise. No. We talked to Crystal Balls. We talked to Tate Frazier. Yes. And he said Imani to Memphis was happening. And it did. And uh, I, I'm always like, I've tried to dabble in the scoops game. We know this. You have scoop things. I've scooped things scooper. from time to time. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, there's other, I think Brad. You don't have the journalism degree, but you have the journalist pedigree. Because I do. you worked at Grantland. Oh, great point. Yeah. I worked at Grant. Is Grantland <laughs> bigger than the University of North Carolina's journalism department? Well, I, I. I, think I don't think be. so. I, think I don't think so. I think, I, think, I think some people would say that on the internet. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> uh, but Brad broke me. I'm going to be honest. Brad, the, the Brad Stevens oh, uh, yeah. to IU stuff broke me. And I think at that point, I was See, that's like, what I'm scared of. I yeah, don't want yeah. to get <laughs> broke me. brought into this whole scoops game like that. I got, I got absolutely broken. So I think moving <laughs> forward from that, my lesson I learned in that is like, let's just, instead of trying to get into the mud and yeah. get into the muck and, and mm. figure out the scoops, we got to pull back more, Mark. Like what yeah. we have to do here is get out of the game completely become a a 13 year old child again we're like yes. you take everything at face value yes. you uh it's, you know it, it's, Amani it, Bates went to Memphis because he loved the color right, blue that's right. what you yes. think that's yes that's that's how I had to think so uh it's it's fun in a lot of ways like I I'm a little more ignorant but there's also like it, it, that's it, bliss. It, it provides a lot of surprises, like Imani yes. Bates. Yes, he decommits from Michigan State, and I go, "Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's going to the G League." And then he announces he's going to Memphis, and I go, "Whoa!" Can, can, we, can we talk about the G League for a second? Yeah. Because there is a chance that Imani Bates could be, and you and I talked off air. He could be the first one 
and one and then done. Uh-huh. Because again, he cannot be in the 2022 NBA done. draft. Yeah, not a two and done, but he could do one year at Memphis, one year on the G League Ignite team, yeah. and then get drafted number one in the draft. <laughs> Which would it might be the craziest climb of yeah, all time. Yeah, because he's not eligible for the, the next draft. No, yeah. he has to be 19. Which I, I don't know how we missed that. I don't know how like, America missed yeah, this. Yeah, so it was like, what? What? I mean, he's at Memphis for one, but he has to be there technically for two years. Or at least but there's not, no way he'll be there for two years. Yeah. So right? what's he gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna so we're gonna get the Amani based decision again. 2.0 yes. again. Yes. After this season, what if he goes to Michigan State? <laughs> he transfers. He transfers. <laughs> transfer portal. That's what I'm thinking. I want to talk about the Michigan State part of this because uh, to me, this is like far more interesting than Memphis getting another five star. And mm. spoiler alert, Penny Hardaway will get more five stars. Yes. He will do more of this uh, 11th hour type stuff. Uh, I call it the 12th hour. The 12th, I think it, it was over. The 12th hour. I think it was over. I mean, classes had started. That's it was true. passed. Who's, who's paying the fee? Well, that, that's the next journalism we're going to do. Chris Vernon. Yeah, that's Chris Vernon. <laughs> At the golf course with Penny. He's like, here's $100. Here's <laughs> You give this <laughs> yeah. to Monty. Go Bates. Tigers! <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Michigan State part because I, I, you know, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I think I find this more interesting. Uh, uh, the Big Ten once again has finished second. Yeah, they, where uh, does the Big Ten go from here? <laughs> in a national race, the Big yeah. Ten comes up just short, <laughs> but second place, very, very solid, very second respectable. Place. Uh, if you're the, the reason I'm, I, I think this is more interesting to me is because. Is Tom Izzo broken? Do you think? Mm. What, what? Where do you think Tom is? What do you think his feelings are this morning when he he wakes up and he's got to no go, now go to practice and now as the season progresses, uh, he's going to turn on his televisions and see Imani Bates wearing another college basketball uniform mm. uh, because when he decommitted to Michigan from Michigan State, um, I think it was. Everyone thought it was G League. Yeah, it was like an okay pill to swallow because you're like, yeah. it sucks he's not coming here. We were hoping there was a chance. But, but he's not a college basketball kid. That's but what I remember saying. when he committed, like even Michigan State fans were like, it's great. It's good for the brand of Michigan State that like we get this moment in the sun or whatever, but I doubt he's going to come to campus. But like, that's cool. We're still excited for him. Whatever. So when he decommitted, I was like, ah, there it is. Like we thought maybe we could keep him, but he's going to the G League. That's it. For him to go to Memphis. Mm. That is a that is, that's a betrayal. There's no other that's way. A bomb. That's, that's a bomb. That's a bomb. That's yeah. that's a a a a betrayal. The likes of which we rarely see in the sport. And uh, I I said like a few weeks ago when we were talking about it, like God, we've been talking about money for a while. But um, <laughs> I think when he originally decommitted from Michigan State, we were talking about what's going to happen next and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought if if he commits to another school, Tom Izzo is broken. This might be the end of Tom Izzo. And I mean that genuinely where like he's going to to, to coach this season. Like, like this whole, this, these are the types of things that break Tom Izzo. Tom yeah. Izzo is a very old school guy. Tom Izzo, as we know, in the last few years has during games grabbed Aaron Henry by the, by the shirt and yelled at him. And then like it becomes a whole national discussion about whether Tom Izzo is an asshole. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? You love me when I did that to Mateen And then Draymond Green comes out and yeah. says, that's just basketball. Yeah. Get over it. He's like, yeah. I did that to Mateen and Morris Peterson. We won a national title. And everyone's like, <laughs> Izzo They're like, did not yeah. see that. Yeah. I was born in 2000. Yeah. Uh, so th- this feels to me, that's what I'm worried. I, so I just want, Tom, if you're listening, uh, we love you. We love you. It's not your fault. No, uh, this never is, has been. The game has not passed you by. It's just, th- this is a different game that it's, the, the game is still the game. It's just like, there are other games now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. You can still play your game, Tom. You mm-hmm. still know your game well. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's more games involved in the game <laughs> how much longer i mean <laughs> that's, that's, that the, that's the question how much longer is tom Izzo going to play his game while 
these these other games are taking over the game. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know. And that that comes down to Stephen Izzo. I, I feel like I when when Stephen goes, I his father may follow. I think the part that would be frustrating too, if I'm Izzo, I, I think I've said this before, is that. Uh, this all happens, and if this happens in 1995, mm-hmm. everyone's like, <laughs> "Amani Bates is a coward." Amani Bates, like, or yeah. his, they're, they're 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 killing his dad, and a lot of people are. I know I've seen a lot of fans that are like, I, I get, "I'm already kind of over this guy." Whatever. Um, but by and large, the media, you, we don't do that anymore. You can't no. do that. You can't like really criticize a kid. Makes a decision that's best for him. It is what it is. And uh, Tom Izzo, I think, like, if this happens 20 years ago, the first press conference he does is he, like, throws some shots at... Like, Mick Cronin did that with the kid that went to the G League, right? Yeah. Knicks? But he did it more at the NBA it, it was than more, the kid. Yeah, yeah, but it was more... Like, he didn't even do it. He kind of just, like, mentioned it. And people were like, what an asshole. What a, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like, even, even you and I were like, Mick, that's not the move. You and know he was I mean? right. He was absolutely <laughs> right, you know? But, like, that's the climate now. And I think if you're Tom Izzo, that, that's the part that would that would kill me. There's like, how I'm right. I'm not the asshole. I'm right. Yeah. And I can't say well, I'm right. I have I, to let other people say I'm right. And they're not saying I'm right. What the hell is going on There's a chance. Here? There's a sliver of a chance that Tom Izzo, at some point in a Michigan State you know, local beat reporters only type press conference. Yeah. He throws something out there and it may yeah. get picked up on Twitter and he may understand that that's going to happen, but he, he may throw like one shot. Self-sabotage you know? Tom Izzo would be interesting too. Where yeah. He's like, run it. I don't give a damn what happens. Yeah. Next. Just run it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know I'm not supposed it. to say this, but yeah, it, 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 yeah. it's, it's unfortunate to me. Yeah. You know, and then he goes <laughs> it's, into, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like the, it's the cousin of the, uh, sorry if you're offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No offense, but, and then you say something offensive. It's like, I'm going to take offense to that. I take full responsibility, <laughs> but it's not my fault. Uh, yeah, so that, that that that's where my mind went immediately was Tom Izzo. Mm. I hope this doesn't break him. I hope uh, we still... I think he's Tom okay. Around. Yeah, I think... I hope like you said, he never really believed Amani Bates was going to ever wear that's true. a Michigan State jersey. That's true. Deep down. But I, it's it, it does sting more. Like, if... God forbid Memphis ends up playing Michigan State for some reason this year. It would have to be in the tournament, right? Yeah. They're not going to schedule them. Yeah. Um, My next, like, expansion of, uh, you know, as as we have all the conference expect, ex- expansion that's going on, I'm hoping that the G League tries to, like, add Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm okay. hoping for. Like, Duke, yeah. Duke and Memphis and Kentucky have all been uh, – the NBA has reached yeah. out to them to be a part of the G League. Yeah, Memphis um, And would, they are considering it. I mean – can we get Memphis in a power conference first? Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, that would be a, Memphis is the team to do it because that's yeah. the that's the that Memphis. They have football too, you know. Like yeah. if you're the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 Alliance, whatever they're calling, I guess is the Alliance. Yeah, we've locked in the Alliance. I don't love it. I hate. If it. I'm being honest, yeah. calling it the Alliance. I hate. Just it. call it the Union. It's right in front of us. Like the whole the <laughs> the. The war of the two. And especially is, the way that people have talked about it. Every single, like if you watch College Football Live, it was really funny. It was like Kirk Herbstreet and the, the whole team. And they're talking about, uh, you know, the alliance being formed. And every single one of them, they're like, I'm a little shocked the ACC's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, guys. The alliance down. just makes me think of Star Wars. For, is, is, is the alliance yeah. a Star Wars thing? I mean, is it the Rebel Alliance? I, it, God, I, I, it I makes me think of Arrested Development. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's been a lot of the, oh, yeah, the, the alliance, yeah, the, exactly. That's a, there's been a ton of alliances yeah. or, or in throughout history, but <laughs> this one is not very specific. It also seems to be very confusion, very confusing for people yeah. as they try to figure. It's just a scheduling alliance at this point. Like it's we, a, we it's will a, play each the, other. The alliance is officially unofficial, is what we've learned, and it's a handshake it's, deal. It's a handshake deal, which is insane. Uh, no one knows what it means. It can change day yeah. to day. And the um, three commission. Did you watch the the Zoom press conference? I watched like five minutes of it. 
each one of them, like they had their own individual stage and their own individual like message. You know what I mean? Like every like as they went to Kevin Warren and they went to Jim Phillips, I was like, these guys seem like they talked one time yeah. and they all left with yeah. different vantage points. They're like, what's ahead? And then they're like, yeah, we didn't draft up anything. All handshake deal. Those three guys seem like dudes that would like all take a photo op picture of them three trying to yes. all shake hands at the same time. Too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like three yes. dudes. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. like crumpled up. <laughs> like it's like the hand from Scary Movie 2 is somehow in there. <laughs> uh, all right, so let, let's talk about Memphis a little bit, what this means. Memphis brings back three starters. Uh, they they add Duran. They add uh, Imani Bates. Um, Memphis, we should say, and we'll talk to Chris Vernon about this. Mm. Memphis has not been to a Sweet 16 since John Calipari was the coach. Memphis, uh, for for it, on the surface, and I understand every Memphis fan listening, everyone who has in even the smallest iota of knowledge about the situation – is screaming at me when when I say this. So I understand that. I'm just mm -hmm. saying on the surface tape, the Penny Hardaway era does not look, in terms of tangible results, all that much better than the Tubby Smith era. And mm -hmm. I understand there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. But that's that's where we've arrived. Penny Hardaway has been coaching for three years. He won the NIT You're the last Tubby year. Smith media that Verno hates. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying Tubby Smith was the right answer. I'm just like pointing out that like if you pay zero, if you pay no attention to Memphis basketball, yeah, you would look up now. It's been three years. Penny Hardaway. He's landed multiple five star recruits, and you would say. Why is this man beloved? Why is this man a god? Why is this man given a key to the city? And Tubby Smith was like, we have to get this man the hell out of here. And the reason is like boosters and relationships. Like there's a lot of other stuff bub bubbling on the surface. Uh, but with that, it does feel like the time is now for me. Yeah. It has to happen. They right? won the NIT last yeah. year. So we have to give them credit for that. And they have nine newcomers to this team <laughs> coming in next year, which <laughs> I find- Take the Sporkle quiz now. I mean, How many the, newcomers? I mean, who, you got like, you know, Chandler Lawson. You got like- Rashid Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got guys coming in from everywhere. And this team is kind of a, an experiment, so to speak. But I do like that they finally have a coach mm -hmm. on the team, which is Larry Brown. They yep. have a real coach. So like he can help finagle these pieces and put them together. And I do hope that Penny- has figured out something at this point, you know? I call this his first year, but he's had three years of practice. You know, a lot of preseason on the way to the real season. Yeah. He's uh, almost there. The what, what I, I guess, like, it does feel different, but I, I we do this with everything where I, I, I can't explain why it feels different. Yeah, let's like, shoot it to the moon. Then, then James Wiseman and Precious Achua season, which was an absolute disaster for various reasons. Um, but somehow that season felt like it was going to be a disaster. Yeah. You know? Does this one, this one doesn't. Is this it Larry Brown? Is it Sheed? I think it's Larry Brown. It's Larry Brown. For me, it's there? Larry Brown. But I kind of do I this. I know that they have a coach. I'm, what I'm worried is I'm stupid enough to do this with every, I mean, I'm doing it with Mike Woodson. I'm like, this time it's different for IU. It this is time, different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do this with a lot of things. Where I'm no, like, it is this different. Time, this those, time we two, those two I, situations, I sincerely believe that they are different. I watch every Texas football coach that gets hired at his introductory press conference, and I'm like, this not, Texas is back. Texas is well. Bad. That it's never different. <laughs> Every single time that Texas hires someone, I'm like, definitely still not. Chris Beard is different. <laughs> Chris Beard is different. So how do we? Can we? Can we figure out? Can we bottle this? How do we bottle this feeling? What, how do you explain yeah. this? Mm. If you're if you were to bottle the feeling, what ingredients are you putting on it? That like, how do we know when it's different and when it's not? Because mm. one of them is tangible results that are coming into a situation that fits them. Chris Beard, 
Mike Woodson, you know, yeah. like familiar territory. I know what this is. Larry well, Penny's Brown. Penny's never, okay, Larry, Larry Brown, Brown knows the okay. American. You know, you, you got the guy who built SMU into a power in this conference. Right. Now coming to run a different team. <laughs> Larry Brown knows the American. He knows Make, the print American. Print those shirts, John yeah. Rusty. <laughs> Rusty, that's a new catchphrase. <laughs> Every time Memphis wins. Larry Brown knows the American. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I sincerely think that those are different situations. But when Mick Cronin came in, it did not feel different yeah. until it did. Yeah, you know what I mean? right. Like Cronin, I didn't. I, 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 some people have believed that I mocked the McCronin hire. No, you were I being didn't. serious the whole time. I was just stating that it happened. That's all I was doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how do how do we understand when it's different? That's Sometimes it's wait and see. I, like, I feel like this is Malcolm Gladwell's next book. Like, yeah, how we know it's different this time or something. Yes. Yeah, he's got like I got seventeen facts. Forward by Bill Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Here are my seventeen criteria. <laughs> Honestly, he checks out. Malcolm, make it. We'll buy it. <laughs> oh man, I I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, like like a lot of these guys, it's, it's it is hilarious that that Imani Bates isn't even the normal one recruit anymore. So uh, like a lot of the five star guys, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to speculate. It's all, that. but it's kind of like. Once the decision's made, it's over. And like I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. Now now we just have to wait for you to play. Like well, I'm not gonna buy into the hype and be like Memphis is a national title favorite. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Now we wait to wait to play the games. I'm excited until you've committed. Once you've committed, the time between you've committed and you play the actual games, I don't care. I it, it, it's over to me. Mm -hmm. You you I, I am like all the other schools that were recruiting Amani Bates. You're dead to me. I'm done. Yeah. Like, we'll check in with you when the game starts. The right? only thing you really need to know about Amani Bates is that the age of 15, he was compared to three players, three oh, different God. times. Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess? Please. Oh, so he's skinny, so it's Durant. Durant's definitely. Durant old. was age 16. That's what, he was compared to Durant to at age 16, but, 16 but at age 15, he oh, was compared. Durant, okay. So he's had, uh, four, he's had four player comparisons in his life. I'm going to so go. Uh, he's from Michigan and the Michigan State connection. I'm going to say Magic. Yes. Magic's one of them. Magic is one of them. <laughs> I'm going to say LeBron because yes. that's how you LeBron, get clicks. LeBron is also one of them. <laughs> this is since he was 15. So this is the last two years. This is when three, he was a 15 years. year old. Okay. This was the headline. Amani Bates born for this. I, Magic, blank, like LeBron, LeBron, and the 15 year old who's next. Because I want to say Zion, but I think Zion can't. Like that's that the timeline doesn't match up. LeBron is the youngest of this tree. Yeah. Okay. So. It couldn't be MJ. It is MJ. Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Magic, Michael, LeBron, and the 15-year-old who's next in line. <laughs> and then the next year, at age 16, he was compared to Kevin Durant. So his four basketball comparisons, again, Magic, and Michael, LeBron, and Durant. Class. And he's number he's five number in the class. <laughs> Let's talk to Verno because I, I want to hear. Is Holmgren literally <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> yes. on a basketball court? Yes, then? yes. Like, what is Yes. Is Jalen Duran in front of uh, Amani Bates? Because that would be even better if Duran's like rated higher. I love this stupid sport. Uh, it's so dumb. We have I have no other thought. Let's just talk to Verno, see what he thinks, because uh, he's far more. He's got. More he's also the Memphis Whisperer. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He's got boots on the ground. All right, let's talk to him. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with zero, zero, zero limit zero. 
on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nelson Report limitations apply. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel when under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, joining us now is a uh, true friend of the program, a former colleague. He is the host of the Mismatch podcast with uh, Kevin O'Connor on the Ringer podcast. I still call it the Ringer NBA show because that really is the Ringer NBA show, but I like the Mismatch too. Uh, His name is Chris Vernon, and the reason we're having him on is because he is sort of, he would like you to believe that he is the king of Memphis basketball (laughs) media. Uh, And with Imani Bates committing, we had to call our Memphis guy, get him on the show, and Verno, give us a vibe check, first of all. What What is the vibe in the city of Memphis oh, right now? It seems on 400 right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, on four, four, 4 million. I mean, because, <laughs> look, people people are already excited about the Grizzlies because of the way they ended the season, knocking out the Warriors and then playing in the playoffs. And and John Moran having four in, in a playoff game. And so yes. everybody was already geeked up for that. And then these last couple of weeks of Memphis Tigers, who's really the last, like, I don't know, two months because people got pumped up over the Larry Brown thing. Yes. People got pumped up over the Rasheed Wallace thing. Yes. And then obviously Jalen Duran and uh, <laughs> and Imani Bates. So it's just been like good news after good news for uh, Memphis basketball fans. It's just the idea, uh, you know, that in the FedEx Forum, like one night you're going to go see John Morant and and Jaron Jackson and that group, and then the next night you're going to go see Imani Bates and Jalen Dern and that group is crazy. Verna, we want to break down uh, the entire Memphis experience because Titus and I, we always like to figure out who wins the offseason, and I think it's indubitably Memphis has won the offseason. So let's start here. We talk about Memphis basketball. We kind of, we group things into new bloods, blue bloods, and true bloods, and I feel like with the Memphis Tigers, I wanted to ask you, Verna, where you think you guys fall because I could hear the argument for a blue blood. You have Larry Brown. You have Rasheed Wallace. You have, you know, the past, you know, a great past. Uh, Tay loves, a blue Tay, blood pass. Tay loves calling programs that have won zero national titles blue blood. I'm just saying you have <laughs> blue blood DNA, <laughs> Verno. So I wanted to ask you first and foremost, well, where, where, who is Memphis? What are they? Are they a new blood? Are they a blue blood? How do you feel about this? Where do you stand? I mean, I would certainly, if you don't want to call them a blue blood because they're not a power five school, mm. right? Is I don't know, is, is Gonzaga? I mean, Memphis made a final four in 72, 73. They See? made a final four in 84-85. They made a final four in the 2000s. I, I believe the mm-hmm. 90s is the only decade that they haven't made a final four. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say that yes. those banners don't exist, mm-hmm. but those, <laughs> but those, those teams happen. Those teams happen. <laughs> and so you've got, a, you know, I mean, like three different decades where they have gone to uh, where they've gone to final fours. I mean – They've won a lot of basketball games. They've been a very good program for a very long time. 
One thing that happened, though, this offseason that I think is being lost in all this now that Larry Brown joined the staff, Rashid Wallace joined the staff, the two recruits, as we know. <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, the recruits are secondary the recruits to Larry Brown and Rashid Wallace. <laughs> I mean, Rashid Wallace was the biggest get. I mean, that, that is the biggest get. Yeah. Let, let's not make no mistake about this. Rashid Wallace. Cut the check. Bonzi Wells coaching in high school. We yeah, know he's Bonzi's involved. Bonzi's close. Bonzi's We know Bonzi's by. involved somehow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know they are going to live together. <laughs> That's and true. they have a podcast together, so it's it's That's amazing. True. Yeah, Bonzi That's and true. Shooter live and together. In fact, yes, and I have actually petitioned for them to. Uh, Zebo still has his old house here, which is like a monstrous <laughs> mansion, and I'm like, there needs to be Rashid Wallace and Bonzi Wells living in that mansion. Yes, coaching college basketball, and like there'd be a full reality show. Oh yeah, we God. need three yeah. six mafia to pop in there too at some point. I mean, that's full Memphis. What I was gonna say though, what what was lost in all this is for a moment in time, we we being like those of us that are trying to make content out of nothing. Yes, uh, thought Penny Hardaway might try to take the magic job. We mm. thought that was a thing that might mm. happen. Penny says, "I'm not interested. I'm staying in Memphis." I kind of scratched my head. I thought if the magic won him, obviously he should have taken that job, right? And then he's flipped it on its head, and now he's he's doing all of this in uh in, in Memphis. So my question, Verno, as a Memphis guy, um, because I think a lot of the, the the rest of the country looks at Memphis and probably says like, why, like why, what <laughs> I, I don't get it. What is it like? Why right. why are guys like you so passionate about Memphis? All that stuff. Uh, what 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 is it? I guess like what answer that question for people. Why why is the city of Memphis? As you said, losing its mind. Why? Why is there? Why is there an NBA team in Memphis? All those questions that you <laughs> yeah. have to deal with constantly. Yeah, explain a well, little. Well, uh, I mean, it's a great city, um, and it's got like Memphis is much much different than many other cities in that it's got a real soul, um, a real heritage, a real character to it um, mm. that is unlike a lot of cities, and so with that comes, you know kind of the chip on the shoulder, us against the world kind of attitude. Um, There's so many unbelievable things that have started in Memphis or taken place in Memphis over the years. Um, And then basketball-wise, it's an amazing basketball city. It was always a great prep city. And and then you have a great college basketball team, as I said. No matter which decade you grew up with, if you grew up in the 70s, you saw a Final Four. If you grew up in the 80s, you saw Final Four. If you grew up in the 90s, Penny Hardaway was playing for the Memphis Tigers. Yeah. Um, and then in the 2000s, obviously, you had the Calipari run there. And so you, for so many years, they were, I, I used to say that it, Tiger basketball was still the thing that cut the deepest because that was like a family thing. Mm-hmm. There's generations and generations of Memphians that have gone to those games rooted for those teams for so many years. And so that just, it's almost impossible if you live in the city for it to not infect you and for you to not care because there is a true passion. There is a true love and they like, it's the water. It's what they talk about. It's just part of the culture here in a way that I think it's not really part of the culture, especially in a lot of bigger cities because Memphis isn't a small city. It's a small market in regards to professional sports, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. not a small market <laughs> according to the rest of the country. I mean, it's one of the yeah. top 50 uh, for many, many years. And so I think it's just, it's part of living here. Basketball is, and and I'll, I'll be honest, I got it immediately when I moved here. I've been here 20 years now. 
But even in the early 2000s, I would go to like, say, two high schools here, Ridgeway White Station. I would go over to the games because there were some big recruits that are coming out. And you would see Penny Hardaway and you would see Elliot Perry and you would see Cedric Henderson. Like the guys that played in the NBA, they were like they were back and they were like in those gyms and they were they were watching it as fans because they just love basketball. And mm. there's always kids that are coming out of Memphis that are highly, highly ranked. Always. It's a mm. great basketball city for prep basketball. That makes sense, Verno. But I, I wanted to talk to you about Penny Hardaway because you mentioned him being yep. at all these high school games. And obviously he had his own program. And we've been waiting for the moment where we celebrate Penny Hardaway, where we say this is the year of Memphis. It was supposed yeah. to happen with Wiseman. You know, we had the the Tubby Smith exit and then him take over, yeah. and and we kind yeah. of just said this is the this is the seminal moment. This is when it's going to happen. This feels for real. This feels like you know people <laughs> are talking about top five. Now we got people talking about you know final four potentially this year. So <clears throat> I have said to Titus, we should celebrate this as Penny's first year in my mind. This is yeah. his first year at Memphis. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Do you think that we should all just forget the rest, forget everything else uh, other than Wiseman going number two and just focus on this is the first year for Penny Hardaway in Memphis? <laughs> I, I don't think we can. Look, I promise you this. Nobody around Memphis is going to make it the first year. <laughs> but, but because, I mean, look, those seasons ended with, with disappointment. Now, I contend if that thing would have played out after seeing Wiseman in uh, in an NBA uniform and then seeing Precious Achua in an NBA uniform, yep. I mean, I defy anybody to tell me who was going to go up against them. When you get to the NCAA, I mean, it's ridiculous. If Iowa. they really would have played that out. <laughs> Iowa would have given them a Iowa, Iowa, If they would have played that out. And so I don't think um, – I think it's going to be a blip on the radar. In the end, there's a lot of expectations with all these yeah. schools. But by the way, he took over crap. So yeah. it's take look at all of these guys. It is very rare but, for somebody to take over a program and win big immediately. immediately. Most all yeah. of these schools take three and four years before they get to where they're going to get. But where are we at as a fan base? Uh, I'm going to let you just speak for the – or where are we at as a city, I guess, with the uh, w with the expectations in the sense that Penny Hardaway has won off the court a lot. He's won a, a – he won this offseason. He's won the yeah. vibes. He's won the hearts <laughs> of the city. He has not won an NCAA tournament game. In fact, he's not even made right. an NCAA tournament. Um so it's, it's his first year. What do you expect? <laughs> so where do we stand with that? Like if 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 – I look up in January and the Tigers are in fourth place in the American. Are, are you serious? <laughs> fourth place. Fourth? Verno. I mean, Do at some have, point. Well, hold on. Hold on a second. Do you have access? I know you're California Beach guy now, but do you tell me you still have access to YouTube? You do. Yeah. All right, I, I want okay. you to type in Imani Bates. Does, does <laughs> it bother you? Does it bother you at all that Imani Bates, like six months ago, was the best recruit since LeBron? Mm. And now he's like fifth in the class? How did that happen, Verno? What the hell? He reclassified. No, he <laughs> they reclassified him, right? So they put him in a different class now. All right, that's number one. And number two, these guys are idiots. <laughs> these guys are idiots. Like, I mean, you're right. Watch it. Watch, watch, watch but, him. 
But in, in all honesty, you still you still care about winning, right? Because like I guess that's what I, I'm on your side. But I just want yes, you to say, okay, that's what I want you to say. That's all I wanted you to say. I just want to make sure this isn't a situation where you guys are just trying to win the headline game and win the offseason. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's Verno. basketball. Verno, it's been a long time. Go to, go to YouTube.com. <laughs> I in body. I, I brought Titus. Winning is not going to be a problem at all. Cut that Are clip, you Jim. Imani <laughs> Bates and Jalen Dirt. If those two play uninjured yeah. on this team, oh, God. You are not going to have to worry about winning. And Verno, you, you brought up when they play or if they play together. And, yeah. and the real question that we have now is we have to ask the elephant in the room, and that elephant has a box, and it says FedEx. So what what is yeah. going on with this situation? Uh, you mentioned the FedEx forum. Are we worried about yeah. the NIL implications here? Because some people are trying to throw stones at the program and say that FedEx and Memphis – worked yeah. out some sort of arrangement for these guys to come there. Are we worried about this? Because Titus and I, we refuse no. to let this happen again. No, it's again. legal now, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. all right, number one. Number one, the whole, like, idea, like, oh, could it have been set up in advance? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, everything has been set up in advance since the beginning of time. Number two. Um, now, look, people got to understand this, and everybody thinks of it like, Oh, well, this kid's going to that school. He must have gotten all this kind of money and mm. from the school. And yes, it's on the up and up. But the truth is this now, guys. These kids can make money off their own brands now. Yes. Yeah. Like that's the important thing. And Imani Bates, he's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Imani Bates has been on the cover of Slam magazine. Imani Bates started an Instagram page. Less than eight weeks ago, and has over four hundred thousand followers already. <laughs> In climbing, if it, Imani Bates could put a T-shirt up on Instagram that says "Imani," and that's it, and make fifty grand tonight. Like the other thing is this: like, who's to say Nike can't drop the Imani one? Yeah, you know that's what it's we're saying. Like, look, they're still making foam posits. He's playing for a guy who's been a brand endorser for what, thirty years now? Yeah. For for Nike, and so the idea that like, oh, what did FedEx or what any company did or what anybody did for these guys? Like when you're uh, famous like these kids are now, when you're as big a name as they are now uh, and have been for so long, money is if they want to make money, they're going to be able to make money. And I'll tell you this. People need to shut the hell up about all this stuff if they love college basketball. Like <laughs> let me tell you this. Let's say, let's say the NCAA, who's obviously had a hell of a time. They spent millions yeah. of dollars to get their ass kicked in a yeah. courtroom already, right? Okay. Let's say you want to fight it. You want to look into it, right? You want to punish Memphis. You don't want to put them in the tournament, which is the only thing you make a billion dollars off of, right? Yeah. Yeah. You think the next Imani Bates and Jalen Dern are going to play college basketball? Right. Like, this was a huge win for college basketball. Agreed. Right. Like, I understand. I understand if Memphis isn't your school. Uh, and so you're upset that he didn't go to your school. But the fact that he went to college instead of the G League, instead of going overseas, instead of doing overtime elite, instead of doing a myriad of other things, the fact that you were able to get the best player – because I think it stands to reason, you know, a couple of years ago, 
you know, I would have thought like somebody like Zion Williamson, who was already famous in high school, he would not have gone to college. Certainly yeah. not the way it was set up. I mean, they they just had a situation where Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga got paid a half a million dollars to go play where they did. Jalen Duran, who was going to Memphis, was offered a million dollars to play in the G League this year. So how much right? did FedEx pay? That's <laughs> what we're asking. I have no idea. I hope they gave him a plane. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope they we, gave him we, a plane. We love you for hey, this hey, week. I'll tell you this. We still got that plane that we were going to give Cal Perry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we love you, though, Verno, because you're, you're you're one of the uh, NBA media guys who is an ally of college basketball. Yeah. You know? Like, you get it. Oh, you, I love you, college uh, basketball. Yeah. yeah. And I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been upset because it feels like, you know, Look, if Overtime Elite's going to pick the 20 or 30 best kids every year and they're going to pay them a million dollars. I read that story the other day about the paying the 40-something ranked kid. Uh, he got a two-year $1.2 million deal. Insane. That's not Insane. great. That's not great. And I just – I love college basketball. I always have, and I do – I want the best players to be incentivized and want to play college basketball rather than – going and playing right. I, I i understand look you got to do what you got to do i'm never gonna if somebody's gonna pay five hundred thousand dollars when you're a sophomore in high school more power to you but yeah. i do hope that maybe imani bates and jalen duran going and playing for a college basketball team um maybe that could mean good things for the future that other kids are gonna all right all right let's uh play college basketball Let's contextualize Amani coming to Memphis because uh, th this yep. was a this was a, a a massive deal, obviously, but how massive? So I, I need you to, to 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 rank these coups in Memphis basketball <laughs> history. These coups that have been pulled off by by Memphis basketball. Uh, right. Number one, we have John Calipari getting Derrick Rose to pass his SAT. Yes. Uh, number two, we have Penny Hardaway forming a coup to get Tubby Smith fired and. Get his ass out of town. Most so he recent, can take his job. Yes. Where he's like, he's like, I'm, I am the godfather of every great high school basketball player. Yeah, hold on now, it wasn't much of a coup. All right, all right. So that's number two. Number three you, you, is. Wait, wait, did he overthrow the sixteen people in the arena? I mean, I don't want all these media guys that are all buddies with Tubby Smith. Like, I, I don't understand why they don't. Re Nobody gave a shit. Nobody cares. All right, yeah. all right, yeah. All right, number three. Basketball. All right. Number number three, your third option is uh, getting a kid who went on national television and committed to the school just down the road from him and said, I'm committing to this school because I believe in loyalty. Loyalty yes. is very important to me. Yes. And Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans have shown me nothing but loyalty and my I entire will life. The favor. And I'm going to return that yes. loyalty to then decommit and commit to Memphis yes. a couple <laughs> months later. Where, I mean, what, he's... Where, He's 17 years old. <laughs> Give the kid a break. We're not we're not holding him to the same standard as uh, the president of the United States or something, here, right? He's who's, who's having a hell of a time himself. Um, 17. He's 17 years old. He went on the recruiting trip. They brainwashed him in the. You will be loyal. You will be loyal. You know, they get in the room. You will be loyal. They had, they had like a FaceTime with Draymond Green. Loyalty. Loyalty. You know? He walked out there and he's like, all right, I'm going to Michigan State. And he said a bunch of stuff he didn't mean. And then he realized, oh, wait, I'm going to like uh, – that Michigan State thing, that was free. That's when things were free. <laughs> yeah. Loyalty loyalty has a price. 
I oh guess. my I don't god! Know. The biggest coup, the biggest <laughs> coup is Imani Bates of the yeah. yeah. Well, of those, yeah. Come on, Derrick Rose's SAP, like who cares? <laughs> and then the and Tubby Smith, like come on, like like they weren't people had stopped going, people yeah. had stopped spending money, and that's that's the killer. Forget the basketball <laughs> if he didn't get enough time. When you're big money people stop spending like they were spending, you you can't last. Uh, my last question. Yeah. What's hey, how's, how's Tubby doing at high point? <laughs> he's killing it. I think he's enjoying life. I'm not <laughs> really sure about the basketball. Though. He's smoking a lot of cigars <laughs> and, and just looking at the sunset. They do your laundry for life. you yeah. at high point. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good life. Uh, yeah. uh, my, my last question is, what was it like this yep. year cheering for a team that had both Dylan Brooks and Grayson Allen on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you this. So, Grayson Allen. Don't, and this don't is say disappoint. this. Don't say this. No, this is gonna dis- this is gonna disappoint you guys. <laughs> I had so uh, he signed with the Grizzlies, uh, or they traded for him in the in the Conley deal. And I was at summer league two years ago, and they say, "Hey, um, we're gonna bring you uh, Grayson Allen. He's gonna do the show." We had a studio set up in my room in uh, in Vegas, and so Grayson Allen shows up, and I told my producer, "I'm like, dude, shout out to Rosa. Like, I can't wait." I was like, "I can't wait to meet this dude." Like, you know, because I've got all of my I'm not. No, no, no. no. It, and I said this to, to him, the craziest thing. I have never had a perception of someone versus what he was actually like no. when he was with us. More different than any with anyone probably in my life. I thought I just knew he was going to be a prick. And he is. <laughs> The nicest, coolest guy. Like, oh, coolest. Crazy. The coolest. No. Coolest. Coolest is too far. Pro- no, nicest is okay. With- Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you hung out with Grayson Allen, you would like him. It's What are you, t- it's, what are you talking freaky. about the brainwashing earlier? It sounds like yeah. Grayson got you on the yeah. brainwashing. Yeah. It, it sounds you like might. You the- no, no, no. You might. It was the I Grizzlies. Mean, They're like, might- loyalty. Loyalty. No, you, you might not. No, I'll tell you. You might not like Dylan. Dylan is, Dylan is like the. Uh, he's, he's like a big man on campus, you know, like yeah. he, 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 the way he plays is the, you, you might find him to be arrogant to you, right? He's not going to yeah. be a, a, a prick, but you might find him to be arrogant, but like Grayson Allen is like one of your buddies from college. Like it's bizarre. No. It's really mm. bizarre. I promise mm. you. I, <laughs> I, I like look, it. I didn't like him either. Perno, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's And happening? then I, I mean, I met the guy, and I was like, I, I, he walked out. No lie, Rosa will tell you, he walked out, and I'm like, bro, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I, was like, did we, I was like, did we just like Grayson Allen? <laughs> and he's like, I think we like Grayson Allen. I'm like, golly, yeah, delete it. Yeah, 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 don't crazy. put that out. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, and no lie, like he was. He was all fine. Everything was good. And then he almost like got in a fight with Grant Williams that night. <laughs> and, Do- and, Dan- and, and Dan Dockage was like, uh, dude, I was like, he, he used to do this at Duke and he was the worst at Duke and whatever. And then I seen Grayson that night and I was like, yo, man, I was like, I'm sure you got a lot of texts about Dockage. He was murdering you on the broadcast, right? Because, uh, I mean, it was way over the top. Of course. Him. And he's yes. like, he's like, He's like, bro, that is so messed up. He's like, when we played Indiana, I like had to do a thing where like, you know, you meet with the broadcasters beforehand. Yeah. And Dan Dockers like, man, I'll tell you, I think you get a bad rap 
I've watched those plays back. That's doggage. That's like, doggage. And he's like, and he's like, and then he's like, just straight shitting on me on national TV. <laughs> like he told me that I was like they they were doing me wrong by talking about what a dirtbag I am all the time. Oh my god. And then, the second he got a chance, he's like, he's been like this forever. <laughs> he's like, I know the kid personally. He's terrible. <laughs> By the way, whatever happened to that dude? Did they ban him from Twitter for life? Oh, God. Don't get us I hope so. We're, we're the wrong two oh. guys to ask yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, we're going to go down a rabbit hole with that one. Oh, I man. Understand. So how, how do you how do you justify because. Uh, there was a moment in time when Grayson was his, his senior year at Duke where he was doing the press tour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, him and Kay were, were getting in front of like his senior year and they're like, he's not a bad kid. Yeah, it was he's a revenge tour. bad decisions, yeah. whatever, whatever. And I just remember thinking like, there was a moment in time today where I almost believed him, where, where Grayson himself yeah. was almost like, I don't know yeah. why I do this. I don't know why I'm tripping people. Yeah. This is all like, it's a, it, I don't yeah. like this about me, but it keeps happening. But then he like kept doing it. And I, I don't know how to reconcile that. I, really I, I, I do. I do. This how do you reconcile? Do. Help us. Because it's Duke basketball. Right. That's what he was taught. All right. No, I don't know. I don't know if you got <laughs> you got your little dig in. Um, do you guys not have friends that have like <laughs> a horrendous temper? Yeah, oh, of course. Play golf with them. No, no. Yeah. No, no. Oh, I have I have a friend that has a horrendous temper. Like we were playing in a he is no lie, the nicest guy on earth. Mm. Really? Like, I mean, I, I would do anything for him. One of my best friends in the world. We played in a church league basketball game. We were all old, chubby, had no chance of winning, and we were getting killed. And he went up for a layup, and he got his ball, and the ball got, like, swatted into the, in, into the <laughs> wall. And he thought, you know, he thought he got fouled, right? And he ran up to the wall, and he just punched it as hard as he could. And he, like, damn near broke his hand. Right. And I'm like, what in the like, what are you doing? And he gets so mad. Same thing. I've watched him break seven golf clubs. Like mm. he just flies off the handle. Like there's there's something that happens and he's just got this crazy temper. And I think that's what I, I, I think that's what Grayson has. Like, I think that 99 percent of his life, he's probably just a regular, normal yeah. Nice guy. And then something triggers it, whether it's he thought he got fouled or somebody pushed him or Coach somebody K yelling yelled at him, at him yeah. or yeah. or he's on the ground or he's missed a bunch of shots and he just lo he loses it momentarily. <laughs> and I don't think it means he that's who he is. I think he's got a horrendous temper. Yeah. And I say that as someone who was I was just around him for two years and never yeah. saw him lose it like lose it right yeah. he's obviously gotten it in control but i mean maybe he went to therapy or something i don't know he yeah. wants it too bad that's <laughs> or, what you're saying i mean the oh, defending no, champs wait, wanted to sign weed. him so that's something good maybe he's, maybe he smokes weed now right <laughs> <laughs> christian Leighton, right? that's what you gotta do up. yeah still you follow the path oh uh, <laughs> anything else a little bit, yeah what what else we got? The only thing when I had to say. When are you guys coming to Memphis? No, when are you guys coming? That's the. That's a great question. question. Oh, I told we, we got connects now. Tate Tate's got the whole like everyone on the coaching staff is a North Carolina guy, and yeah. I, I told you that Verno, the the new strength coach at Memphis. I went to high school with him. I played football with him. And I was texting. I was Unbelievable. texting him. Yeah. So we're gonna come down. Verno, reasons to come. I know that non conference they play a monster game against uh, Alabama. <laughs> that'll be a good oh oh that'd be a good one actually. Memphis, yeah. 
Yeah, Memphis, Alabama is. Uh, I know that's a big one. They play Tennessee, but they're going to play that in Nashville. Mm. Um, they play Virginia then, Tech uh, early, right? They play Virginia Tech like in Mohegan yeah, Sun. Well, I think that it's in a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so Bama's in Bama, one of those. Bama's at home though. Yep. Oh, yes. We should go to that. Yeah, that's that's that the one. game. We'll go to that game. We want to be in Memphis. Right? I don't yeah. want to be like in Brooklyn watching the Memphis yeah. Tigers. I want yeah. to be in Memphis. I, I, I c- oh, congratulations, yeah. Verno. Last time we had you on, I think was uh, you, you guys get second pick in the lottery, and, and you wanted of, John Moran. Yeah. You were you were so yeah. excited. Uh, you were like, uh, I uh, wanted him over Zion, and we were like, Calm right. down, Verno. But you might have been right. You yeah. might. Have oh, been right. I didn't say. I didn't say. <laughs> over Zion. Hold on now. <laughs> I, but I did say I did. I wanted him badly because a I thought he could be a superstar. But B, my wife went to Murray, and so we were we were the ones oh, watching nice. those games on mm. ESPN Plus, right? And so I had an awareness of him that was atypical, just because it was like, oh, that's where she went to school, and they're awesome this year. And I heard Durant, the first person I ever heard mention John ja Morant on like a big outlet was he was on with uh, Simmons uh, in one of those pods he did with yeah, him at the I beginning remember that. of the year. Yeah. He asked him about college players because he does that Durant Nike camp. Yeah. And oh, he was yeah. like, I like, and he said, I like the guy at Murray. And I was like, wait, hold on now. There's some guy Bill, at Murray. And so then once I got to watch him, Bill's like, like, and Tate, oh, who's that? And yeah. I'm like, John Morant. Yeah. yeah Bill, and Bill was like, I love <laughs> yeah. him too. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's <laughs> <my> guy. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> he loves uh, Morant too. <laughs> uh, Verna, we love you. Uh, thanks for coming on. This is, the, you, you, would you say though, finally, that this is the pinnacle as a, as, in your 20 years in the city of Memphis, as it stands today, no. with the Monty Baines commi- committing, is this the no. city, is the city the best spot it's ever been? Is this the healthiest? <laughs> no. Between John Morant no. and Imani Bates no. and Penny Hardaway and Rasheed Wallace? No. no. What's better than no, this? No, it will act, uh, wins. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. nice. the, it, I would say number one, the most the city's ever been on fire was the Final Four in 08. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Derek the Derrick Rose year. I mean, they lost one game that whole yeah. year. Yeah. And and then they lost the national championship, of course, in like the most awful fashion in the history of sports. Yes. Um, and then the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, when the Grizzlies went to the West Finals, that was and really a lot of those like core four moments with the with Conley and Gasol mm-hmm. and Zebo and Tony Allen. Like the city loved them so much that they lived and died. And like that really set that that year. I mean, you know, I used to do radio show back then. And I mean, the radio numbers that we were doing when the Grizzlies made the Western Conference finals are just I mean, they are impossible. The whole city it's- cared. Whole city. And the same thing went in 08. I mean, when they went to the Final Four, that was in San Antonio. I was down there for it. And that was – the Derrick Rose year was just insanity. Is is Mike in his jersey retired someday? He definitely has to, right? Yeah, okay. All right. I just just want to hear someone else say it. Yeah, all right. That's all I needed. Yeah, and I think uh, it will certainly be (laughs) – in fact, he was here – just like a week and a half ago, I believe. Oh, really? He still comes around. Yeah, he still comes around quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and obviously he he keeps up with everything that's going on. He told he told me last time I, I saw him that he uh he still he has never gotten rid of the Grizzlies app. He can't do it. 
Wow. You can't break that's them so sweet. Do it. That, that's loyalty. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. Is no, loyalty. Show that to Imani, baby. Show that to Imani. this is what loyalty is. Those guys, like, and I think that's why those guys really loved it here. And yeah. they feel like they built something that they're extremely proud of. And that they, like, those fans that, like, now are, like, going to college, they yeah. grew up and those that was their favorite team and you know they they built that thing and so people forget the Grizzlies were up 2-1 over the Warriors in 2015 right Man. in that series you guys were up 2-1 yeah. and Mike Man. broke his nose or something yeah, right? yeah. Or was that that was yeah no, I mean, well, that was let's just say that that happened that was a different but, but let's just yeah. add it yeah, together and say that they were supposed to win yeah. that's what you do in the NBA whenever you don't win yeah. you say it's because injuries it's injuries yeah that's all and he didn't break his nose he broke his face friggin oh that's right McCollum's that's right yeah Terrible. Well, Verno, we'll never... we've been uh, we've been busting your balls, but in all seriousness, uh, we love you. Thank you for coming on, and I genuinely do believe oh, that that Memphis will this year be good enough. To They're go. our favorite soap opera in basketball. They will. I genuinely believe this. They will be good enough to win back to back NIT titles. I, I do. <laughs> I do think so. so Titus, uh, <laughs> Titus. They're winning the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the natural progression. <laughs> hey, record this. Save it. Keep it. Jim, Jim, Memphis do all this. Memphis is winning the national championship. What go to YouTube.com. Go, <laughs> go to YouTube. Imani Bates. Imani Bates. Hey, Verno, you get two years of Imani Bates, too. You get yeah. two years. Two years. No, though. we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We're lucky to get two months. <laughs> yeah. All right, Verno. Be good, man. All right, Thanks, Verno. Man, I love Chris Vernon. I don't know what else there's to say. Yeah, uh, you and I, we just laugh at him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it probably, for the listener at home, they're probably like, what is what is so funny? Why it's his got- face. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's funny. Like, when you're, when you're doing a Zoom call. It's his and passion. His, and his face is right in front of you. It's hard not to just start yeah. cackling. He's in his man cave. He's so serious about Memphis sports. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, it's so pure that you have to love it. We, and then also, Verno is just a character we were, in general. When we were so setting up the interview, Verno comes on to Zoom. <laughs> Uh, we're talking to him, making the small talk, whatever. We're about to start rolling. He's like, wait, 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 wait. And he gets up and disappears <laughs> for like three minutes. And he comes back into the room carrying a massive penny. Yes. Uh, like the currency, like a, 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 a circular. Yes, it wasn't know, it a, wasn't Penny Hardaway. It was copper, the actual yeah. copper penny. But then Penny's fate, kind of like my shirt I'm wearing. The the copper, uh, yeah, I'm, it's hard to, I, I realize it's hard to describe. A big, big circle and uh, Penny's face right in the middle. And, he, and he's holding it up. And that is a... Uh, that is, and it says in penny we trust. Yeah, instead of in God we trust. <laughs> We're like, cool, Verna. Yeah. So I just had to get the vibes right for the. For He's the like, penny. I wanted to have little penny, but I left it at the office. I bought it on. I know he said he bought something on eBay, and it's still on the way. Or something. I mean, he's got all the penny. He merch. is. He is also. Uh, I realized he has become. Uh, the the opposite of Ruth- like Mike Rutherford must be listening to Verno come on and just be punching the air. Yes, that, like that every- used to be me. No, well, no. Every time something good happens with Memphis, like job, they draft John Morant. We're like, let's get Verno on and celebrate. Yeah, they get Amani Bates. Like, let's get Verno on. And yeah, celebrate. yeah, yeah. We're we're full celebration <laughs> mode. We're already talking about going to a game. Like, I'm sure they're gonna win that game. And Verno's like, I told y'all. And then uh, with Louisville, it's the exact opposite with Rutherford, which is anything yes. bad. We're like, Mike, you come on. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Verno, we love you, Mike. Best. We apologize. Yeah. <laughs> It's not on purpose. We're still waiting for something good to happen. He, did, he was upset we didn't invite him last time uh, to talk about, you know, all of the fallout. He did. He reached out. He was like, I, I really would have liked to come on that show. You guys got so much wrong. And we're like, eh, eh, next time. Somebody, that's what we do best, baby. <laughs> next time. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Shout out to close. Uh, shout out to Brad Calipari. Um, he is officially joining his father's staff. Uh, again, earned. 
not given, mm-hmm. but he is going to be an assistant coach or you know basketball. A lot of ops. turtlenecks coming to the bench at Lexington. I, yes. I, I picture turtlenecks and chains and plaid jackets. Mm. I picture plaid jackets, a Jesus piece over a turtleneck. Yes, and and that that that's the vibe. That, Do you think there's a chance? Pinky rings, diamond Ooh, pinky rings. I love pinky rings. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that John Calipari, with his lifetime contract, can extend that down to a generation? Oh, can he pass it down to Brad? Could Brad? The yeah, just take the throne from him in Camelot. Is what if he fudges? Because that's language? how kings work, dude. What you know? if he fudges the language in the contract, and it's like he just gets rid of his first name, it's just, just Calipari. Could be Megan. Could yeah. be Brad. Yeah, that's a good point. That is, if if Pass if this in, if this is in fact Camelot, as Rick Pettino said, yes. Uh, then Calipari has stolen that line. By the way, he called it. I did. You, did this yeah. this is the thing. Kentucky fans tweeted at me that he called it Camelot. Also, uh, John Calipari did. That's 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 I'm, infringement. I'm, yeah, that's cease and desist. Off if I'm real. Yeah, because that was all jokes aside. That that's like a pretty. Sl- I've never heard anyone else like call. Apparently, a, 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 Kentuckians a call it. They call it Camelot. I've never heard anyone call another place Camelot. I've never heard like yeah. you know. I've never heard someone call their time playing for the Lakers like it was like I was at Camelot or you know. And people look back fondly on a lot of things, and I've never once heard someone say Camelot other than Rick Pitino talking about coaching at Kentucky. Well, so. now Calum Perry. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, Brad Calipari. Lexington, yeah. Kentucky is Camelot, and Brad Calipari will be there. I want to talk about, we buried the lead on this show, because I think uh, this is this is all over mainstream news, and it's all, uh, it, it's probably, we don't have CNN on in the studio, but I'm sure they're talking about it. Uh, huge news coming out of China. The Chinese state-run media has, is, is now reporting you, uh, that the... <laughs> I, I don't believe this is true. That the coronavirus <laughs> did not, in fact, originate in China. Yes. Rather, it originated at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. That's what they're saying. This is a real story. They're literally pointing saying. fingers at the University of North Carolina. <laughs> the Chinese Chapel government Hill. is literally yes. blaming, blaming. We are the fall guys. They're, they're trying to make us the fall guys. Here's my question. What defend yourself? <laughs> Not I a mean, question. Defend yourself. Honestly, I I don't even know what to say. But when I saw that story, I thought it was like an onion type article. <laughs> you know, I thought it was a joke. I thought like you know the kids at the Chronicle at Duke made a funny joke, and then I saw that it, it actually was a real thing that was being discussed. Uh, and they mentioned like the the mutation labs at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's where things were getting genetically mutated, and that's where this strand was formed. I, I don't know how they know so much about the University yeah. of North Carolina. I think that's good for the brand, but also this is not good for the brand. I bet the NCAA doesn't do anything about this either. Of it's course. Disgusting. Of course. Disgusting. Do you yeah. think the this story coming out and Coach K's retirement tour starting at right at the same time is a coincidence? Coach K is huge in China. Huge. Huge. Huge in China. China is spelled with a K. Yes, exactly. K. <laughs> Literally. I think that's the marketing campaign from Nike. Kind of reminds me of the Derek Jeter with the two in the middle of respect. You're like, I don't think that works, but you know, you let it let it happen. <laughs> I don't know what to say to this other than it wasn't us. You know, this is a very shaggy it was a very shaggy moment. You know, it wasn't us. I if if you're gonna pick a school, pick Duke. You know what I mean? Like America hates Duke. Why are you gonna pick us? Oh man, that's, that's not good. That's too bad. I hope that we bummer. didn't do this. Uh, I also wanted to shout out. Um, what, what what else do we have? We had a Pac-12 update, right? That the, yeah. the shoots. Is that how you say it? The shoots, the beer. Yeah, I think that, so. Uh, the draft, the, the draft the, beer. The shoots beer is uh, the the official craft beer of the Pac-12. What does this mean, Tate? What is this? This this is a. This feels like a Pac-12 
move to have a craft beer. Like if you're if you're to pick a power conference to have a craft beer sponsorship, mm. it's the Pac-12, right? It's got yeah, to be. absolutely. Uh, but Jay Billis, who we love on this show, and we yeah. you know adamantly defend at all times. He came out, called out the Pac-12, said this is a conference that was talking about shared rights and you know shared values, shared values. Uh, and the collegiate model. Uh, but again, uh, he said it's not about the mom- not about the money in jest uh, because they're doing this big deal with an oh, alcohol brand. So he's arguing that the players can't do alcohol deals, but, but the they conference can. can. Yes. Are we worried about Billis, man? I feel like he's a little lost at sea now. Is this another Titanic reference? <laughs> no, dude. I just like. I can't get behind this one. Like, I can't get behind, like, I don't know. You I just, like, you, read this and I'm just there's like, no who cares? Way that, There's no way that he's that upset about this. That's what I mean. It but feels performative. It, it is the performative. Other, the other ones weren't performative. Because I was like, yeah, dude, this bullshit that players don't get paid and these other, like. What is I got to go to work? You know, what are, what yeah. are the Jeezy tweets? I know, but I, I'm a Billis guy. I'm a, I'm a Billis I, guy. As am I. But we have to let no. the man dance. If the man wants to dance, you got to let the man dance. And he wants but to I, dance. I just think he, he wants to dance on the grave of the NCAA. I think and who are we to say that he can't? We need a brand reassessment with Jay, where we have yeah. to like we as a community have to figure out where he goes from here, and uh, I, because I don't think this is it. Should he go this, from Jay to Jason? <laughs> he he needs a new crusade because I don't I don't or Buzz <laughs> just Buzz Buzz Billis Buzz Billis is pretty good. That's pretty good. Buzz Billis is good. What's the Buzz? <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Buzz Billis. Here's today's Buzz. <laughs> Welcome to the Buzzer. <laughs> and he's on Twitter. He's doing he's doing TikTok videos. Yeah, and he's hitting a buzzer. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the Gen Z model. Alcohol. Don't like it. Yeah, yeah it's like a Snapchat show. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, other other West Coast Pac-12 news. Uh, Damian Lillard, famous Pac-12 basketball player yep. for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, just recently said that on, on a uh, speaking of uh, one of those social media sites, I don't really know how to use. Was it Instagram? Yes. That he was on. He was Instagram. You know what I'm talking about? Where he was asked if he's leaving PDX. Oh, yeah. It was Instagram like, Live. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not. He said, I'm not leaving PDX. Yeah. And he said, not right now, at least. Yeah. He what is. What do we think about that? He is. That's a great That's a great way to say it, too. Because, like, if he does leave literally the next second, he's still right. He's still like, right this second, I was right. Like, right now, no, I'm not leaving. But, like, in 10 minutes, yes, I'm going to finalize that contract. And we're good yeah, I mean, just uh, <laughs> here, here's your next scoop. I'll get ahead of it. You tell me when the Ben Simmons for Dame Lillard trade yeah. is going to happen. Because we know it's going to happen. We know that Dude, Philadelphia... We, we know Philadelphia knows that they have to put a shooter next to Joel Embiid to yes. continue to contend. They were the number one seed in the East last year. They're not going to be able to match the, the defense that they're going to lose with Ben Simmons. But that's why they haven't traded him yet. But at the end of the day, they need a recipe to come together. Disgruntled star who can keep them in contention, mm-hmm. who's a shooter that they could put around Joel Embiid, and Dame Lillard could be Bradley Beal, could be Dame Lillard, but all signs are pointing to Dame. And I think Dame's camp is formally like in it, the in the camp of I will go to are Philadelphia. Are you recording this right now? Is this no, a, I'm just okay, telling you. Right. But this you tell free, this is a you tell me. Like I'm tired of Ben's upset. He's going to hold out. I'm tired of Dame Lillard said this about Portland. We know that this is inevitably going to happen unless there's another star that gets disgruntled. That's what basically Philadelphia right now is waiting for the next disgruntled star because they're saying to themselves, Dame is not like one to one with Ben. We'd rather keep Ben than trade for Dame. Okay. But eventually, as the season gets closer, they're going to 
Someone's someone's gonna have someone's gonna have to give there, and somebody's gonna have to make a decision. Either Ben's gonna make the decision. I'm not gonna get fined every day, and I'm gonna show up, and I'm gonna try to mend this relationship with Doc and Daryl, which I don't think he's gonna do. And if that's the case, then we trade him for Dame. Sounds so like, just go ahead and do it. I'm tired. This 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 sounds an awful lot like a scoop here, Tate. Make Th- this trade. isn't a scoop. This is a this uh, isn't a scoop. This you is haven't, a, you haven't baked the scoop. You're scooping the cookie dough out. And you're putting it on the sheet. I'm telling like, you, maybe or maybe you're eating it. You're no, not. You're ben not. Baking, you're not ben Simmons and his camp have told Daryl and them that he's not going to play in Philadelphia. Mm. So it's like, what is? What are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. And everyone's sitting around like, what are we going to do? And Philadelphia's saying we want a one to one talent, mm-hmm. and the best talent available is Dame Lillard. <laughs> you become a scoops guy. <laughs> I'm not a scoops guy. I'm just telling you. Make the trade. I, it does. I, I don't doesn't think it, it works makes that sense way. though. Does, I know you're doesn't right. It makes but sense. Doesn't it make sense? Like if you saw Ben Simmons playing in Portland with CJ McCollum right. and Norm Powell and right. and, and Nurkic, it's it, team makes sense. If you see Dame Lillard, Joel Embiid, I mean, I'm just makes saying sense. as a guy sitting here across, it makes sense. But as a guy sitting across from you, I see the same twinkle in your eye as you had. <laughs> just make the trade. That's all I'm saying. Just make the trade. Uh, what else is there? What I have a, to shout out J.R. Smith. Uh, J.R. Smith is officially... It's a fi- yeah, it's yeah. A fi- he's, on, he's on the golf team, He's too, on right? the golf team. That's awesome. Uh, one of my friends from A&T, uh, he graduated from A&T, but, you know, friendly with the program, knows what's going on, hit me up, you know, told me J.R. is amazing, such a great guy. Is he guy. actually good at golf? Yeah, he's yeah. good. Okay. He's, I mean, he's, he's like, yeah. she's like 75, 76. I mean, that's, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, three over, great. Um, like the five seed on the team, five, six seed. All right. But the real scoop is that he's going to play, I think he tweeted this, he's going to play intramural basketball. Oh, so we're going to get so videos sick, of J.R. Smith playing intramural basketball that's in college. So I think this is so great for kids that like are one and done to know that you could go back to school and like be a part I, of college life. This is I found it. I found it. This is the Billis. This is the Billis brand. This is what he does. He this is what back. Billis does. No, no. This is the brand. He plays golf. No, at a no. HBCU. I got it. 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 Why can J.R. Smith not play basketball Oof. for North Carolina A&T? If if J.R. Smith is enrolled in classes mm-hmm. and he's pro- progressing towards a degree, there is no argument, none, yes, that he should not be able to play any sport that he wants. If he can play golf, why can't he play basketball? Because he's been paid for it before. Mm-hmm. How about Franz Wagner? How about Lamelo? <laughs> How Ball? about Amani Bates, who's been paid? <laughs> How about Lamelo? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. If the guy's in school, he's a student at that school. He's fully enrolled. He's taking a full slate of classes. Yeah. It kind of goes against my other argument, which is like. Do we need to take classes? <laughs> yeah, are we sure about classes? <laughs> I'm all over the place. One of those is one of those is a winner yeah. though, Jay. You you pick a side, buddy, and I'm I'm falling in line. Just wade you. in the waters, you know what I mean? Just jump in that pool, Jay, and then just start figuring out where you want to go from but there. But it's it's like the 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 idea I had where I was like, why 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 is there eligibility requirements in terms of a uh, uh, or an eligibility window? Why if if a guy wants to become a doctor and he wants to stay at that school to pursue his his PhD or his you know MD or whatever. Why can't he continue to play eight years of basketball? Yeah. It seems absurd to say it like that, but it's like, isn't that the point of college sports is you take students that are at the school yeah. and the best basketball team we can make of these students. And if the guy's a student at the school, why can't he play? It Aaron makes no Kraft, sense. eight years yeah. at Ohio State. Yeah, it makes That'd no have been sense. Amazing. It makes no sense. I haven't, I haven't heard a good argument against it. Take uh-huh. that one, Jay. Jay, if you're listening, <laughs> it's yours. Jay, Go. that's yours. Get, forget this alcohol nonsense. Who cares? Go take this one. Run with it. J.R. Smith, though, we just got to applaud him. 
We love JR. We do love JR. My final shout out. I want to shout out uh, my our, my my friend Andy Keller, who uh, we, we yeah. This on the is show. this is what I've been waiting. We, for. we reference on the show regularly uh, because he listened to the last show where I was talking about this was a big hit. I couldn't believe how many people like this. That I I have I, your Moses shirt by the way. It's in my car. I have your oh, Moses really? shirt in my car. I brought it today. For my birthday from your birthday, which was I think eight months, months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just save it for next birthday, dude. At this point, oh, yeah. Um. But last show, I you, were, you brought up Larry Sanders show, and I talked about uh, whenever I hear Larry Sanders show, hey now, I think of yeah. uh, the time I was watching Larry Sanders show, and I was at my fattest, and I was eating a sheet cake straight from the refrigerator with disposable forks. It was, I was great. Like, it's one a of the beautiful fattest, moment. One of the fattest moves I've ever. People love that. I, I, I had a lot of people reaching out well, like, dude, I, I didn't mean, realize we're all, that we're all deep down. We're fat. You know what yeah, I mean? I like everyone feels it. Like everyone wants to eat sheet cake, <laughs> you know, and watch Larry Sanders show, you know, at the, and, uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I had a couple of friends reach out like, man, I didn't know you're that bad. I should have given you a hug back then. <laughs> It's all right. We have we, we put that behind us. So Keller listens to that. He texts, I just imagine Coach Titus hearing this. He's like, oh, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Buddy, I had no idea. <laughs> I wouldn't have bought you the sheet cake. <laughs> Keller listens to this, and he goes, "That that's not your fattest moment at all. Your okay. fattest moment, and you have to tell the people what your fattest moment is. Nice. And I, I don't know if this is number one, but this is this is another one, and I, and I just want to throw it out there because this one's definitely worse than the sheet cake, and people seem to like the sheet cake story, so I'll share this one. Uh, he reminded me of this. Uh, when the Chipotle rewards program started, yeah, um, you you could sign up for the rewards program, and if you go to Chipotle, you could buy. You had to spend X amount of dollars, and they had different thresholds. Where if you spend like however much money in one month or two months, three whatever, it was it was a test run though. I yeah. don't I don't know if it was nationwide. Columbus, I I mean this seriously. Columbus is a test market for a lot of uh, fast food stuff because the demographics are like pretty much the same as America. Um, so it might have been like a test run. So like Chipotle's doing a test run in Columbus. I'm a I'm a rewards guy. Like uh, I, I sign up for it. And if you hit certain thresholds, like one is like you get a free hat, then the next one's like you get a free burrito, then a free whatever. Yeah. The ultimate reward, if you spend like a mortgage payment on Chipotle, mm-hmm. you get a a cater event that Chipotle <laughs> will for free cater whatever event you want. Right. That's pretty <laughs> sick. So what I'm about to say next. Uh, Again, I I am not the, the, I I do not want to have to defend these actions now yeah. in my current state. So please don't attack me now. Yeah, we're attacking Fat Mark. Yeah, I I maxed out. Don't one, attack any of these marks. Don't attack. Celebrate these marks. Here's here's here was the fat move. I went to Chipotle so much that I hit the the uh, um the the free catering. They threshold. tell you when you got like your burrito. Yeah. They're like, sir, we have to cater in a bit. I hit the I hit the free catering threshold so quickly that I created another email address, set up a different account, hit the catering threshold again. And then, and then, so I had two, I had two free catering events. I, I, that, I'm just looking at Jim. That's already, that's already bad enough that I had two, I doubled up like what they thought, like, like yeah, the, all yeah, these execs yeah. are having a meeting. They're like, what's the fattest, like, yeah. make, make the threshold. Like, yeah, whatever. more, make it more. And they kept like bumping up the threshold and it still wasn't enough. I hit it twice in the same month. Um, so with my two free catering events, I I had all my friends over. We had like these big blowout parties, and it was I'm kidding. That did not happen. What I did was <laughs> I, I called Chipotle. And I what said, are you getting at Chipotle, by the way? Like what you're just, just getting burritos? Just like a chicken burrito. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a probably like chips. Like back then, probably chips and <laughs> chips and wine and a burrito. But like it was this was like every day. I yeah. Mean, like yeah. Sometimes yeah. twice a day. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm talking. Unbelievable. 
So instead of like <laughs> using the free catering for friends and family and everything, I call Chipotle. I say, I'm having this big catering event this Friday. Yeah. Um, I need all these burritos. And they're like, yeah, what, what, how do you want to split up the burritos? You want some chicken, some steak, some barbacoa? Like, how do you want to do it? I was like, I want all the burritos to be the exact same. I want them to be this. And it was the order I get at Chipotle. <laughs> so I placed an order for Friday. I placed an, the, uh, the second catering order for Saturday. <laughs> I took dozen, like it must've been 60, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burritos home with me. I froze them. And then I would sit there and just like eat burritos as like snacks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or I had, if you so came over. People come over to your house and, and they're have, like, I need a little snack. And you're like, I got, I got burritos. I have like <laughs> 60 to 70 frozen burritos that I can just post Chipotle burritos that I can just throw in the oven. <laughs> Put them in a blender. Drink them. Dude. Honestly, dude. The, Keller was right. You know what I mean? Like the she cake. The sheet cake is not even in the same That's realm the same, of that dude, conversation. This is like, you know what I mean? Because this is like planned out. Yeah, this is you. Yeah. This is this is galaxy brain. Like, and, I, you, and the the yeah. funniest part about it, and the reason why I think it's the fattest move, is that you've saved yourself the trip and the energy of going to Chipotle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you've I, saved yourself the walking of going to Chipotle, which isn't a laborious process, but in this sense, pretty good, dude. What was the threshold that you had to hit to get those? Oh, it was it was uh, it was honestly like one you had to go probably I would say probably like four times a week. So I was going like eight times a week at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you if you go four times a week, you're you probably spend enough money or five times a week. And I was going every day for lunch at literally every single day for lunch and then every other day for dinner probably. <laughs> also on top of that. How many <laughs> toilets did you go through? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It makes you think of the South Park, Chipotle, you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, remember the, the, no, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll save that one for off air, but <laughs> yeah. I have a lot more fat moments. I don't want to tell them all right now. Yeah. We'll save them. I'll just no, like save sprinkle them. Yeah, sprinkle get, them get in. The people to keep listening. This is, the, I mean, we might've found a new bit. Like, yeah, sprinkle it in. That's the name of it. Sprinkle it in. Sprinkle it in. Stretch Mark Titus. <laughs> That's pretty good. No wonder uh, you have your like you have your whole bathroom set up. It's, now we now we understand why. That's why I yeah yeah I got the bidet. Yeah everything. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now I know why you're now a bidet you're guy. Bidet. Yeah. It's because he ate yeah a hundred burritos. <laughs> yeah. And then how much toilet paper? Did you <laughs> <go through? laughs> Is that where the rainforest all? Yeah went? no exactly yeah, exactly. That was that was the yeah, coronavirus started. Everyone's rushing on toilet paper, and I was like, I've, I've been and, doing this for and, years. And so. the beautiful <laughs> part about this is that now you you can run seven miles. I mean, you're you're in the best shape yeah, of your life. I, you know what I mean? This is yeah. This is why you, these stories are great stories. I'll be back. You know what I mean? Fat Mark will be back. I mean, we'll, we'll be back. We're, yeah. everyone gets everyone fat. gets fat. I mean, that's just but that's why like if if I had explained that's why I said we're all fat. You know what I mean? We're all we all like when I. When I see people back home, they think I'm like dying. They're like, "Are are you anorexic? Are you yeah. like, what happened to you? Why are you so skinny?" And it's yeah. like, "Sir, I once had two catering orders for Chipotle. Yeah, like, I I still have thirty <laughs> burritos in a freezer. Like, somewhere. this is this is beyond like whatever you had going on. <laughs> this is beyond like me like trying to make a lifestyle change. This is like." I was in a dark place. I need Keller <laughs> to rank the top 10 moments. And then I think, and then I think well, then the we work through them, you know what <laughs> I mean, together. We just talk through them. We give like a depression rating of like, how depressed do you think he was when he did that? I mean, honestly, Jesus. good for you. Oh, man, that's it. Uh, week zero college football this weekend, I guess. Shout out to that. Um, I can't believe it's when, here. When's Carolina open? Not Next this week. week. Who Next week. Who, you said this already. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. At right. Virginia Tech. At Virginia Tech, yeah. Um, which is a trap game, as you we all know. You play on Saturday? Yeah. 
Buckeyes are Thursday, next Thursday. We're Ooh. at Minnesota. I don't, Ooh. I don't feel good about. See, that's it, a trap honest. game. Trap game. They're I don't like. I don't like trap game. It does <laughs> feel like the, you know those are two games that we get later in the year, and you look back and you're like, how did Ohio mm-hmm. State lose at Minnesota? How did Carolina lose at Virginia Tech? But I kind of Ohio State not. has Oregon, especially trap game. We got Oregon a week too at home. Mm-hmm. So oh, at it home really is it? That's cash. It really is a trap game though. We might lose to Minnesota and then beat Oregon. And then yeah, blow know. out Oregon, and everyone's like, I'm confused. All right, uh, we'll save that for later. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you to Chris Vernon. Yes, Verno, we love uh, you. We love you. Um, thank you. Thank to, you for your story. So, I mean, that was. <laughs> there's more to come. That, that was five stars. I think that might be the peak, but I do have a lot more fat stories. Um, Chipotle sure. sponsor the pod. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding well, me? Well, that's why. Like, we had Mikhail Bridges on one time, and he was like, "I love Chipotle." Like, he, he yeah. was like plugging. Like, remember when we did that? Yeah. He was like, "I go to Chipotle all the time." Like, I think twice. he came on the show because of Chipotle. Yeah, he was you like, know what yeah, I mean? That's how Chipotle. we got him. Yeah, he's like, "I go on twice a week," and I'm like, or, or whatever. He's like, "I go like I try to go every day," and I'm like, Mikhail, my son, please. Yeah, stop. stop. <laughs> Let me teach yeah, you. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll show you about real Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a bidet at the end of this, son. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. See you next week.